my my thing is that I, I don't like to solicit to my followers and friends because a lot of those people who follow me are like like I, I really value and and covet their opinions and their uh and their time and stuff and I don't like to be a guy who's who's just like re really like in their face with sale buy this buy this buy this because really I, I'm really just here to make visual art and just engage in conversation and uh and like just have it i like for for my social media presence to be like a big love fest where we <laughs> lift each other up and critique each other's work constructively and welcome to the madeline show we're live on Restream. This is being captured in the recording. I was going to wait until I see it pop up on YouTube, but I just can't. I just can't. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome to the Madeline Show. I'm here with Patrick Semple. I have not spoken to Patrick in like at least a year, maybe longer. And he's you're such a dear friend of mine and it's cool that we can just go this span of time without talking and then come back together and you're willing to just come on here live and just uh, catch up with me live i'm so glad that we have this venue up. thank you so much it's a privilege to be on the madeline show today yay yeah, it's like a real talk show now I'm patrick a fan i've been loving all the episodes that that you've come out with this month and in the previous about like protecting your energy as a business person and niching down and oh, just where, yes. where those that make you feel comfortable i mean you guys cover it all oh thank you i'm so glad that you watch it's so good to know i need to like close out of the browsers so all i see is us all right. Well, we're in Restream, which means whoever's watching, you're coming at me from YouTube, maybe Facebook, maybe Instagram, maybe even LinkedIn. So welcome. You can drop your comments and they're supposed to pop up here. We'll see if it works. Patrick, you're the second person that I've done this with, this live streaming. Um, I want to get right into it. Like, should we talk about health or relationships first? What, Bring it. What <laughs> health that's a good one yeah okay so last last we talked there was some things going on in your life and you didn't necessarily see like an end to it you were in the thicket so will you please update us on what's happening you look great thank you thank you i was gonna say the same about you i love your outfit today too thank you <laughs> um thanks yeah i've been doing well uh I had, um, I was, for the last three years or so, I was working as a caregiver for my grandma. Um, and I was like a full-time caregiver and just like really burning the candle at both ends and uh, like putting myself and my own health on the back burner. And uh, thanks to some really good relationships in my life, I got the guidance that I needed to come up with a strategy to rescue myself from that uh, from that situation that wasn't serving my health. And um, I got to move on and, and resume business as an artist, as a fine artist mm -hmm. born to. Yes. I'm glad that you threw that in there because I don't, did I introduce you as an artist? I can't uh, remember. Madeline, bad Madeline. You guys, Patrick Semple is actually an internationally recognized artist. He makes his own paint from minerals that he collects out in the woods in nature and makes paint out of that milk paint as the base and yeah. makes the most beautiful works of art on canvas that he also builds and stretches. Patrick's work looks so good in like big homes, like multi-million dollar homes looking so fresh, which is, I was in that business of curating art for these types of homes and I wanted to work with Patrick. And so like at the very least, Patrick and I, you know, we had business relationship and then I just realized how dope he is. I was like, I also uh, want to be your friend too. Likewise, my God, when we did that free dance class together, <laughs> that day. Madeline was the shit. 
Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We've traveled together. We've gone. Oh my gosh. You guys, Patrick and I would go into stores and um, I would play agent and Patrick would play artist because that's what we were also in our real life. And we would talk to the owner of the stores, whether it was like a fashion boutique in downtown Aspen or a interior design store. And Mm -hmm. we would pitch Patrick's art. We would pitch events. Um, It was so much fun to do that with you. It was so much fun and and such a good exercise to get to get IRL human to human. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just learned about that acronym maybe two months ago and I didn't know what it meant. (laughs) I forgot how many businesses started during COVID. And so people like aren't used to running a business not online. Wow. Yeah. Business during COVID. That blows my mind. Yeah. Over 15 million actually have registered with the IRS in the United States. So Mm. that's a lot. I don't know how many are actually in business, you know, because you can like have an entity but not necessarily be in business. We have Mm. 5.4 million um, on average every year since COVID. I'd be interested to know like of of those of those new business owners, how many of them are contractors? How many of them are corporations or else? Yeah. Not sure. Many people have turned to their creative side over the last three years and it's just changed everything. Just flipped the whole, the whole like market for selling your art online is just changed exponentially. And so uh, we're all just adapting to all the new, it's like just flooded with with new painters mm. and this and makers and like just people creating things out of thin air that I never even knew were possible. Yeah, even um like babies finger painting and children playing music and stuff. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Like where you see the parents promoting their kids' work. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So in 2019, I believe it was, at the end of 2019, you were sold out selling your art on Instagram. So since 2020, how has art sales changed for you? Well, um, well, there have just been more eyeballs online and on social media. So I've spent the last two, two and a half years, like really uh pushing art sales online well not my my thing is that i I don't like to solicit to my followers and friends because a lot of those people who follow me are like like i i really value and and covet their opinions and their uh and their time and stuff and i don't like to be a guy who's who's just like really like in their face with sale by this by this by this because really i'm really just here to make visual art and just engage in conversation and uh and like just have it i like for for my social media presence to be like a big love fest where we (laughs) lift each other up and critique each other's work constructively and um and a lot of those artists happen to love my work and want to buy it too so um i've drummed up a lot of sales online over the last three years uh i feel like as of today um mid we're almost halfway through 2023 i i don't i was just talking to my girlfriend about this last night we we really don't feel like instagram is uh is like a sales platform like the way that it used to be a year ago or even six months ago. I don't, I feel like it's, uh, it's more of a, uh, it's, it's like, uh, just a place to come and just unload after a hard day and, and just see, fill your brain with beautiful imagery. And there that's, that's totally valid, but I, I don't know. Uh, right now I'm in a flux. I'm, I'm, um, I'm rethinking my sales strategy right now. I'm really just going back to painting and just mm. my strategy right now is to create visionary works of art. That's it. Yes. And just, I want like abundant health in like my, my love and my relationships with people and 
Uh, I want to be rich with experiences and travel and see fun places and meet interesting people and just have my basic needs met so that mm. I can create that. That's it right now. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, sorry to break it to all you, all you entrepreneurs listening right now, but I'm really not in it for the money yet. <laughs> oh man. Well, money is, it's just this fluctuation of energy that flows through our hands. And when you get back to the source, which is why you started everything in the first place, if you get back to painting and creating those visionary works and focus on love and focus on relationships, that energy will become magnetic for wealth. Nice, nice. Thanks. I need that. <laughs> Yeah, I've been focusing on uh, my faith and relationship with God and relationship with my family ah. and putting all of that first, like God first, wake up in the morning an hour early, just like to pray, to journal, um, mm. really focusing on, on my health. If I ever have to choose, do I go outside or walk my dog or work? Um, it's been outside. It's been walking my dog. I'm not stressing myself out anymore, getting things done because what I realized in entrepreneurship is that you never get everything done and there will always be something else to do. But what won't always be there is the sun outside. Cause you see the sun outside, you're like, Oh, it'd be really nice to go out. And then you come in and you get distracted doing the dishes, folding laundry, going and sending that email. And then you go outside and it's raining. Like, Oh, sure. I missed the moment. Oh uh, God. There's so much truth in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know people are like, well, I got to make a living. It's like, yeah, yeah, get the money monkey off your back. Get your situation in order. Get a job somewhere. If you're an entrepreneur, you, you know, you're just hustling, trying to make money, putting your life aside. Like, go and get yourself a job so you don't have to do that. Go clock in somewhere. It's a lot easier. Just trust me. <laughs> go clock in somewhere. Get that money monkey off your back. You're not, you're just going to spin circles if you're, if you're hustling. And you know, a lot of people will tell you that's how you make money is you hustle and you grind and it happens and it'll eventually happen, but you're going to miss a lot of moments in the meantime. Oh, so true. Yeah. With your loved ones and with your dog. Oh, I yeah. remember the little Eli. I know. I wanted to show you little Eli. Hello, boy. Oh, come here, little Eli. Like, yo, I'm sleeping. I'll show I'll, I'll show you before we go. He's so sweet. And guess what? I'm going to get another. It won't be mine, though. I'm getting a leader dog, and I'm raising it for the blind to teach myself uh, how to let go and love unconditionally because I can't be attached to this dog. I have to let it go. So it's like oh, a spiritual exercise. Him to lead the blind. So you're going to. Not Eli. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting another dog. Okay like a puppy from leaderdog.org, an eight-week-old puppy. I'm going to get him at the end, raise that thing, and train it to do leader dog stuff. And then I give it back to the guy, test the oh. dog first. Yeah, it's like a fostering program. Oh, I love that idea. Wow, good for you. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So focusing on that stuff. Um I think you and I, we had like some parallel paths. We've, we've been through a lot health-wise in the sure. last two years, and we were already selling online before 2020. So I feel like we have a similar, we're at a similar space right now where we're, obviously there's a lot of opportunity online, but you and I have both realized in the last two years how fragile and precious life can be and how important relationships are. Do you want to talk about like your experience personally, like what you went through, any advice you have for other people? Totally. Yeah. Well, so I guess a good way to start this answer is that um, since graduating school, you know, I've just had this burning desire to paint and work for myself and not work for anybody else. Um, like my grandpa, who was a writer, he would always say it beats working for a living. <laughs> so that's that's been like my uh my path too and i've i'm just like so unemployable i just <laughs> it's so hard for me to work for somebody else and i just love like managing my time and doing my own thing but but anyway i had done that for about five years just living off the cuff and barely making red and just like selling paintings to survive and and like eating food from the food bank at the church and 
Um, and uh, an, op an opportunity presented itself in my family to take care of my grandma. So I thought I'd just hop on that and, and try uh, working full time for a living and having a paycheck and um, just getting the job done. And, and you know, it's within the family. So that's different than working for a boss. Like it was a very flexible situation. But uh, yeah, I, I gave it about three years of nonstop caregiving. And I soon learned that it just, um, unless you're totally regulating your your emotions and your health and your your own personal life and separating the two separating that from your job it is just you can burn out so hard and i crashed mm -hmm. man and i got this like really bad uh hyperthyroidism that um it was going on for a whole year until i diagnosed it and uh the thyroid is a tricky one man it's like it it's just, well, for one thing, it's like producing all these chemicals that are like, like ramping up the emotions in your brain and, uh, and your, your metabolism is like a furnace, like anything you eat, it's like, so that was going, I was just losing weight and getting really anxious and depressed and like, I was getting pissed off and I was like burning little bridges. Cause I was just like, really pissed off and like acting out. And um, finally, I just, I don't know what happened. I think I went to the doctor one day for some reason. I don't know what, but he checked, thankfully, by the grace of God, he checked my blood and my thyroid levels. And he was like, whoa, whoa we need to get you on some medications. What were they? Because I, I was battling some thyroid stuff too. What were your, do you remember what your... T, T3, T4, any of that was? It was something like that. It was T3, T4. They were just way, they were like real high and just super out of balance. So, um, yeah, I got, got on regulators, got those, got on some meds immediately. And finally, it just, it was a sigh of relief. I was like finally putting on weight again and mm. like trying to patch up all those bridges that I'd burned. <laughs> mm. And um, yeah, so that those are the dangers of um, like a really heavily stress induced environments. And that's what I learned for and from this experience. So did I, the doctor think it was stress induced also? Yeah, yeah. I, I took you they make you take one of those tests that are like a, a well being test to see like, well, like if you're gonna like, jump off a 10-story building or not you know yeah yeah taking a couple of those <laughs> yeah and, and just i mean I, i'm a i'm real into ayurveda and stuff and ancient healing wisdom and i love that but it was just it was an emergency situation i had to get on that stuff and on yeah. that so it it's doing wonders and and i still have one foot in the ayurvedic pool too and um, and I eat according to the seasons and just do that with the, med. I'm still, I'm still going through the treatment now, but little by little. So what have you learned about like through Ayurveda for supporting the thyroid? Um, really, it's just all about like, uh, getting, getting back in tune with nature. Mm. Uh, just really like with the thyroid, uh, with hyperthyroidism, not to be confused with hypothyroidism. Um, it's a it's a bad for those of you who know Ayurveda. It's like a pitta imbalance, mm. and pitta represents like the fire. So like um, when the fire is like out of control, that it's like you want to introduce like cooling things or uh think like foods that are easy to digest mm. like um like ju just basically moving get just getting things moving eating having like easy digestion cleaning the liver cleaning the gut mm. uh getting back out in nature connect just 
with your feet in the grass, going for walks, breathing the fresh air. So just mm-hmm. trying to do more of that now and it's really working. Oh, thanks for sharing that. When you said breathing, it reminded me of something I've been doing because I was diagnosed with subclinical hyperthyroidism about a year ago. Um, subclinical because I was like just at that threshold of like it's not in need of medication, but like that's the direction you're supposedly headed. So I've been mm-hmm. looking to calm myself down as well because um, I also believe mine is like cortisol induced from all the ski mountaineering, being in fight or flight, starting four businesses my first year ever as an entrepreneur, like at least first year ever that I incorporated. Um, yeah, I just like went pedal to the metal, you know, all those art shows was flying everywhere um, and it just was, it never ended. I just like kept building and building. And one thing I realized is that even still, I don't breathe properly. Like I catch myself just breathing through my chest and you know, you can give yourself like you can hyperventilate just by <gasps> breathing through your chest but if we diaphragm breathe and breathe through our belly like three counts in and let the belly get big and then hold and enjoy that space between the breath before you let go three counts out and then belly goes and you hold again that can really calm the central nervous system down so i have to get blood work again in another month i also introduced iodine into my diet there's so many so much controversy around that um but yeah, yeah those are the things i'm doing yeah. Do you know about iodine? Have you looked into that? Yeah, I like like one person was like, You need to take iodine, and then another person was like, Don't take iodine. So yeah. I, just, I, just I didn't. Just, I don't know what to do there. Yeah, it's a Yeah. It's, There's a lot of people there are literally it's one side or the other. Like there are doctors that say you need to take this or you will get nodules all over your thyroid. And there's other people like other doctors that have told me if you take iodine, you're going to shut your thyroid down and you're going to be hypothyroid. And so it's just like, how do we figure out what's best for us? So I've been muscle testing everything, oh. when to eat, to do, what decisions to make in business, how much to charge for things muscle testing, all of it, because I'm so sick of the noise. Hmm? What is that? Oh, man. Muscle testing is allowing your body to make the decision. So we have body intelligence. Would you agree with that, that our bodies like know things? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you got to believe that, to, like really get on board with this. And so the idea is like if I, there's a lot of ways to do it. You can use a pendulum. You can hold your arm out and press your arm down. You can use your fingers and see if your fingers break. And so you can literally think about the thing. You can hold the thing and you see if your resistance changes. So I'll be in Costco. I'll be shopping with someone and I'll be like, okay, test me. And he'll use normal pressure, the same pressure and move my arm down three times. And it'll do the same thing each time. And then I grab the bag of dried pineapple and he puts my arm, he does the same pressure on my arm, but my arm drops. That's my body saying no pineapple. Mm. Let's say I grabbed a, a ribeye. And he, I would never muscle test a ribeye because I know I can have it. But let's say I wanted to test a ribeye. He would do that three times. I grab the ribeye, do it again, and my arm would be the exact same. So it's your body saying what you can and can't have. And that can change day by day. Um, so I've been just – it's also my way of like kind of connecting with God. So just tuning in to God's will because I've lived my whole life by my will. And it's been – a freaking thrill. It's been movie worthy, literally. And I've had a lot of crash and burn moments and I'm ready to just balance that out. So I'm really looking to what is God's will for me? What does the divine creator of the universe want me to be doing with my time? What does the creator of the universe want me to be putting in my body? And I'm developing my relationship and ability to communicate with the divine and muscle testing has been a way for me to do that. Mm, Wonderful. I love that. Yeah, I think you would you would enjoy the rabbit hole. <laughs> Immediate results, whatever whatever the decision making process is. Yeah, one drop of iodine, five drops of iodine. No, maybe it's no iodine today. It's uh-huh. you know. Yeah. I, I I don't know what what to do with the with the thyroid right now. I'm I'm in a state of having no definitive answers or advice with that. I'm just along for the ride to take the medication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely works. Stick stick with my Ayurveda and the medication and just say a prayer and just stay, go get outside as much as possible. Like you said. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, man. The thyroid's tricky. The doctor that I'm seeing right now, he told me he has he's seen more patients than anybody else in Michigan, and he has no idea why people get thyroid disorders, and he has no idea how they get rid of them. And um, that's all he had for me. It's like, we just watch it. I'm like, really? You have, like, I was like going crazy seeing him. I was like, you have nothing for me. There's nothing I can do. He's the one that told me if I take iodine, it's going to turn my thyroid off. But then I, I had an interview. Uh, are you that specialist the other day? And she said that, um, she said that uh, a lot of what's happening is like the central nervous system in our generation in our day and age is just ramping up because of all the stress and all the things we have going on and all the needs that we need to meet completely yeah. uh, and like um there's that there's like chemicals in our environment in our water and, and like the things that we eat and so when you eat okay so so my lady told me just like uh eat food that you know is food and you know is natural and because when you introduce stuff into your body whether it's food or or like household products or cleaning like uh grooming products that aren't natural the body doesn't know what to do with stuff that isn't natural so it just stores it it just like it'll store it in the fat cells in your body so mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be like in your breasts or if or for a man with like no fat like me, it could be in your brain. So mm-hmm. stuff is real scary. So it's really real important to keep it natural as much as yeah. possible. Um, yeah, I know they, they don't make it easy as easy to buy like like really nice, ethically grown organic food. But whenever mm-hmm. Or cleaning products. You see, you see the words all natural on so many things that are not all natural at all. And like some, you know, chemical engineer would say the chemicals are natural. They're made on this earth. Like they're natural chemicals. But that is the one, that is the one thing that that doctor, Western medicine doctor told me is that chemicals for certain could be the reason you have this. He was even like smoked weed when you were younger a lot. And you know, that stuff is sprayed with so many chemicals and that could be contributing to this. Oh God. I've been the guy who sprays the chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's a cash crop. Jeez Louise. So I got my little Berkey filter. I literally found somewhere to live that didn't have fluoride in the water. Cause I didn't even want to mess with that. There are peer reviewed studies on that. Mm. Um, and you know, peer reviewed science is just winning cause the me to introduce and there is no peer-reviewed science showing that iodine can help your thyroid but he has that it has helped their thyroid and so kind of why i always go back to muscle testing and yeah living that chemical free life like even this lipstick you see like i don't even i don't wear any eye makeup it's all from this website called credo C-R-E-D-O. They have just a selection. It's like a curatorial, actually, of makeup from all over the world. A lot of it comes from the UK. They have a list of over a thousand ingredients that they aren't allowed, that they won't they won't sell any makeup with any of that ingredients in it. So and even on Credo, I look because I, I don't want stuff with vegetable oil in it. A lot of stuff has seed oils these days. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but sunflower seed oil, Grape seed oil, those are like the fancy seed oils. They're no different than vegetables, vegetable oil or canola oil. And it's in everything. Mm. It's in everything. It's a carcinogen for your body. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. It's a massive inflammatory. It's basically machine lubricant, like magnesium stearate. That's in, um, it's like a, again, in a lot of the all natural pills, the like fancy supplement brands, they'll have magnesium stearate in it. That's cottonseed oil. The only reason they add it is so that they can fill more pills faster. It's not only not benefiting your health, it's actually bad for you. And it's in everything. So I feel like, I mean, I don't even buy stuff with labels anymore. I'm, that's, not, that's not true. Late, I did recently. But for the most part, I mean, I'm eating straight from the farm. I'm mm-hmm. making my own chemicals. I clean with hydrogen peroxide and vinegar yeah. and lemon. Uh- <laughs> I'm like no. afraid of a lot of the things out there. Your, like your house and your 
your abode just smells so much better when you use like nice lemon <laughs> things that you make, baking soda. Yeah, my family says I smell like a salad because I do vinegar on my hair. Like this is apple cider vinegar as conditioner. <laughs> better salad than a freaking Yankee candle or something. Oh, those scents. Oh, gosh, getting into the perfume world. So, yeah, we're talking about the endocrine system and thyroid. Completely. Oh, man, I used to love like good scented things. And now that I've stepped away from it, when I walk into someone's house and I smell a candle or go down the aisle that has tied, I feel like I'm getting assaulted. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. Because I know what it's doing. There, there, uh, I don't mean to shamelessly plug this brand, but there have been like, there's this new brand that I saw advertised online and like, it is just revolutionary. Like, I don't know why everybody I know isn't doing this. It's just incredible. It's this thing called Earth Breeze. Oh, I don't and know. There are these like laundry detergent sheets that like it's just like a little it looks like a fabric softener mm -hmm. you just throw it with each load of laundry and uh it's like you can have scented or non-scented it's like ethically produced they, they just come in these thin cardboard sleeves and mm. they like you have an account and you can order like reoccurring delivery with like 30 loads 50 100 loads of laundry and mm. called earth breeze these guys are are just so on top of their game it's incredible like no freaking plastic jug no like chemicals and additives and like just water really those things are filled with water and like a little bit of soap like and they dissolve the the little things that you oh, they're like okay so they're like little dissolvable soap they're like sheets <laughs> like little laundry kleenexes Hot, cold, whatever. It'll always mm. just close. Great. Uh, and yeah, some brands have caught on, and there's like there's some imitators in the grocery store now. But uh, the the company is great. They're called Earth Breeze. I highly recommend that. So nice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we got plug in Credo Earth Breeze. I use um, vinegar and soap nuts. So soap nuts like are literally seeds from a tree. And they get sudsy and you reuse them. So you put them in a muslin bag and you just throw that muslin bag in and you can use it for like six or seven cycles until they get all gray and decompose. And you just throw them outside or compost them or throw them away, whatever you want to do. You put more soap nuts in the bag. So it's um, it's like a plant that produces these. Awesome. So vinegar is good. It doesn't, I mean, for the grimiest stuff, like my dog got really sick and I, I used regular well, I used regular natural detergent. Like I went and I got the like free and clear and I used sure. that on all this stuff because he just exploded in my house. Getting me ready for a puppy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, um, you know, the soap, soap nuts wouldn't have cut it for that. I don't think. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, man. You know, it's like it becomes a habit, though. It might seem like this is a lot of things to think about like oh i gotta find everything natural i gotta buy everything organic but once you're intentional you tend to first of all spend less money on stuff because you're not like oh i need another scented candle or oh i need another flavor of that it's like no you have your basics this is what you get and wow. then it just becomes this this habit have you noticed that yeah i mean uh, as a painter and a and a creator I've always been about like streamlining things, like ha having my, I, I'm a little different though. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like the average consumer because I just like things to be freaking simple. I like to wear simple clothes without brand name. Just all I need is to meet the need of having clothes on or just having like basic products and like the like a, a meal that I can repeat and count on so that I can delegate the rest of my brain's energy to creating, you know? Mm. Tell me about your new, new studio space. Talk about your art. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. A lot going on artistically right now. So since I, since I, um, walked away from that steady job, um, 
my really sweet and incredible girlfriend encouraged me to, to go back and do art full time. Um, so thankfully, e even though it was to my detriment, I worked my butt off for three years and I, I earned a little seed money to just get things going again. And, um, and I, I landed back in Denver. Uh, it's my first time living in Denver. I'm a Colorado boy. Uh, but it's, it's good to be in Denver. I, I was like, just by sheer dumb luck, I got this incredible art studio in Denver. Um, and like the, the owner is super ethical and nice. And it's like, Oh, artists only pay a dollar per square foot. I really believe in you guys. It's like, oh. And they had just opened the space up when I, um, weird things like that can happen to me because i'm i find myself to be an incredible manifester i don't know why oh and speaking of uh the madeline show um you guys were talking about like human design and mm. like what's type and uh i, I just did my test in a and manifester you Low. are a manifester wow you're rare super rare so with rarity comes responsibility and uh it's interesting but anyway i got this incredible space and um I've, it's nice to just reinvent myself and just play for the sake of yeah. playing just oh. doing art and really my, I, I don't i don't have a like it feels like that my online sales strategy of the last three years is now a thing of the past so i have the freedom to kind of clean my side of the street with that and just reinvent myself and mm -hmm. reinvent my strategy but but right now i'm really just starting with making art that that i want to see happen and yeah. making art proud of that i can stand by um i think i want to segue away from making online sales and just like I've been dressing up. I love to dress up and put on a nice pair of shoes and go check out someone's art opening and just meet the artist and yeah. get to know what the process is like too. And um, I'm just, I've been such a hermit that I'm trying to, it's a real, it, it can be real like painstaking for me to get out of my shell and talk to people, but um, but it's definitely paying off and, and I'm loving digging into Denver. So Oh. Uh, if any guys watching from Denver and you have art openings, let me know because I will. I would love to meet you and and check out your exhibit. So, yeah, I want to know strategy wise. That's exactly where your ideal client is as well. Is that an art opening? People that buy art go to art openings. What right. do you know? What do you know? The place where you want to be is actually probably where you should be. That's. Yeah, I'm just Not being you, being an artist with a suit and paint on your hands. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I have like a couple changes of clothes that are unscathed, but that's about. <laughs> oh man, I've taken. I don't know if you watched the the networking episode, um, but that is like that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm finding yeah. all of my clients. Like I said, I posted an Instagram story before. Like I don't even remember how to tag someone. Because I'm not doing yeah. online sales right now. I'm going and I'm right. meeting people in person and I'm networking. I'm actually starting a networking group. It's going to be invite only. We're not even going to make any sales online at all. Like it's just invite only. And it feels, especially after everything that we've gone through in the last few years with 2020 and all, it feels so good to just be in person, meeting people, connecting with people. And the sale is also so much easier like you trust people because you're you're there. They're just right there. I love that. You just have that meet that chemistry, that connection. You know, mm -hmm. one I, I learned from you, Madeline, that's really important that I'd like to bring up and I always come back to is that is all about treating like a client, treating a business relationship like a love relationship. Mm -hmm. Like taking care of your client and just uh you know like just treat like approaching the situation with like virtue and kindness and loyalty and 
and really getting to know the person and, and earning their respect and showing them respect. And like that, that's why I don't like to be too solicity. Cause I really just want to know like, Hey, what, what, what are your needs artistically? What kind of painting are you looking for in your home? Cause I, I do a lot of commissions too, and they're very personal. So I like to have that special bond with my clients and, and just treat it almost like, cause I, I think, um, like when we say transactional relationship, I think that has a really bad rap, but uh, there's some truth to that. Like things are transactional and it's, it's okay and it's respectable and it's important to hold up your end of the deal and, and make sure things feel like reciprocal and that they're appreciating and enjoying the services you provide. And uh, Yeah setting boundaries, like having a contract. I mean, everything's transactional. A relationship is transactional. Energy has to be exchanged. One person can't just be giving, giving, giving while the other is receiving, receiving, you know, money's just energy. I'm so, I love that when you think about our work together and when you think about me, that that's what you think about. That makes me feel really good that that's the point that's getting across. Cause I think like one of my little taglines, like business is just a series of relationships. Like it's not yeah. about the sale. It's this energetic exchange between two people, multiple people. And it's also this beautiful personal development journey, right? Like look at the ride you and I've been on since when, when did our relationship start? 2018? I want to, I want to backpedal and cor- correct what I said or like, I don't think I, I said romantic relationship, but I don't, I don't think that's very appropriate. And I, we could do a whole other episode on that. But I, 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 what I meant to say is more like, you know, like a friendship, like a yeah. business. That's how I like for my clientele to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with your line of work, um, that one person, it's not like it's just going to be one sale. You're opening the door for a lifelong opportunity to create for each other, for them to create and give wealth to you to then be turned into, you know, something generational, even depending on the size of the sale and how frequent they purchase and for you to create something beautiful for them. It's more than just you making art. There's that experience of sitting down and getting to know the person and you as an artist seeing what they want that they don't even see. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to just give you 50 grand and have you like make art for my house one day. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. Oh man. Oh, your work is just you guys, you can check the I'll add the links here to check out Patrick's work. Um Thanks. are you at Patrick Semple on social media? Yeah, Pat Patrick Semple. Yeah, that's how you can find me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can see his name right here on the video at Patrick Semple. His work is unbelievable and it's it's beautiful online in person, you guys. There's textures like we walk us through the process of creating art and the different types of materials you use so people can get a visual of what we're talking about here. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, since you and I last spoke, I've I've uh, I've moved from acrylic to oil paint, um, which I just feel is like more archival and the colors are a little brighter and richer um, and just more saturated and uh and the, all the painters that I love, like Basquiat and Julian Schnabel and uh, Ty Maynard and like uh, other dead or alive artists who I love are just oil painters. So I feel like it was a good next step. And um, so I, uh, I've been doing oil. I've been using a lot of like found objects and like like pieces of collage that I find on the street or or just pieces of paper that will make for like a good architecture of a composition. Um, uh, Newspaper. I I like for an artwork to make you want to reach out and touch it as well as see it and experience it. Um, Because that's what I love to do. I love to just get my hands really dirty and like impart all the curiosity and joy that I have for, for artwork and just for life itself. I want to impart that onto the viewer and share that as much as, and translate that as much as possible. So I use 
I'll get sand from the beach and mix it with the oil paint or um, I'm really into burlap right now uh, and like collage burlap and like the oil paint goes from the canvas to the burlap and just to, just looking at that ratio and that difference of texture. I'm, I'm really just like a, a visual freak. Mm. And, um, it, and also, uh, really, all I'm trying to do is create a, something that's visually pleasing, too, and that's, that's also calming. And um, so, like, I, I know they say not to only make art for yourself, not to do it for others, but I've just been working with interior designers for so long that it is real important for me to make art that's livable and that's just you want to sit down and have your breakfast cereal with it or you know you want to come home and like take a nap and look up at it and just and just calm your nervous system with that piece of art so that's mm. that is real important to me. oh I love what you just said. You want to be able to just sit and look at it and calm your nervous system looking at mm -hmm. that piece of art. Yeah, for real. Mm. It'd be cool to do. Do people ever send you materials from their house to incorporate in the art when you're doing commissions? Oh, no, but that's such a kick ass idea. Do you mind if I implement that on my commission questionnaire? please do because that's what I'm going to be doing. Once I have a house and land, I'm like, okay, here's some sand. Here's some dirt. I like that color of rock. I want Patrick to smash it up and mix it with paint. You, I'm going to have you use milk paint though for mine. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you do you still build the canvases. Yeah. I love to build the canvases. I love, uh, I, I've used some pre-mades too, but I, I just like to have control over, um how thoroughly the surface is primed um mm. although for what i'm doing right now it is kind of nice to have those like pre-primed pre canvas i stretch with pre-primed because um the oil paint really takes to it and i can mm. push the pigment a little farther and save the pig it doesn't doesn't go to weight i think with acrylic paint you can really you can use just raw canvas and just stretch it out with water and it's no big deal. Like, like Helen Frankenthaler is one of the first people to work with acrylic watered down acrylic on uh, raw canvas. And she kind of set the precedent for that. She would just like, before they even had canvas at the art store, like she and like Joan Mitchell and uh, Elaine de Koenig and like all those those 1950s New York women expressionists would go to like the at the sailboat store they would have like reams of like sailboat canvas and they would mm -hmm. just up and unroll it onto their factory studio floor you know oh wow so it's interesting to learn like uh because there's so many abstract artists now and it's um it's super inspiring, but I find that it, it is really important and fun and um, enlightening just to take a step back in art history and see like who, like where did this stuff come from and why did we use those materials and what, what did this movement come from? It's just, it's very interesting. Like, you know, post-war, post-World War II with like a lot of angst and... Mm. I don't know, just demoralization and just weirdness. And, and to compare that with our times now too, and how it just makes sense that there are so many artists because there's so much dissension and weirdness. And um, yeah, I, I guess it, it makes sense that we're, that we're a generation of artists. And maybe, may, maybe when we look back on this, like 10 years, in the future we'll have a better understanding of why there is such an emergence of art but mm. in the meantime, i'm just here to do it i i don't know how to talk about it it's, it's for me talking about it too much is just psycho babble i'm just here to enjoy the the process yeah i wonder i wonder if there already were you know so many artists and now with the the age of putting your whole life online 
if we just feel like there's more um, or if it is this age, you know, we just, but we just exited. Are we in the Aquarian age? I don't even really know what that means actually, but I, I like the art everywhere. That before. Yeah. I think we're in the, the Aquarian age, but we like maybe just entered Pisces or something. I never got too deep into astrology, but I like it and I've definitely used it to learn about myself. I love that you looked into your human design. That has been really beneficial for me. Cool. Projector. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which makes me a good talk show host because I can reflect back. I'm like a mirror basically. And like you can bounce things off of me and then it gets big. You you're talking to me, but it bounces off me and goes back to you. And you're looking at a mirror like of yourself. And like, you learn these new things about yourself through the process, supposedly. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why you have red hair. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's a, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of different reasons from a lot of different people on that. Oh, I thought, I thought my, my hair isn't really red anymore. I used to be a redhead, but it's, I'm getting turning into a brown head. Turning into a brown head. <laughs> so are you guys living in Denver? Yeah, yeah, I'm living in Denver. Um, my girlfriend is a really wonderful artist from Buenos Aires, Argentina. And, uh, and we're kind of like bouncing back and forth right now. Um, like, She'll come and stay here. I'll, I'll spend two or three months in Argentina and work and paint down there. And um, it's really cool. Yeah, I feel like that that need for travel and just seeing exotic places and meeting different people, that need in my life is really being fulfilled right now. And I'm <sighs> about it. So good. Yeah, I forgot you were just in Argentina. Well, did you ever go to the ski hill? Did you go up to the refugios? No, no. I, I mostly, I was just so busy. Just, I was having like an Anthony Bourdain, no reservations experience. Like just my girlfriend and I just sampling every yummy restaurant and, mm. but just breathing it all in the, the city of Buenos Aires. Just amazing. Oh. Are people so I was um further south when I was in Argentina. Are people in Buenos Aires still like no clock? They'll be like, Yeah, I'll be right there and it's four hours later. Is that still a thing? <laughs> uh one thing I noticed with time is they don't say like four thirty five. They say like like quarter till five or half past four. <laughs> they have these little like idioms for time. That's so funny. Yeah. I remember, I can't remember what they called it something. I was in Chile. They did that as well. But time is just, it's different down there. People are less focused on it. Dinner is, you... dinner is at like 9 p.m. Bedtimes oh. at midnight. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. And that would be like, well, that'd be like the start of it. Even, even later, people will push that even later down there. That's great. So did yeah. you, you worked on your art down there and you sampled restaurants and ate food and, and hung out. Was there any um, sort of like nature experience that really stood out to you being down there? Um, yeah, I just, I love the nature down there. It's, it's a lot different. The kinds of things that abundantly grow down there are just like succulents and, uh, like really beautiful deciduous trees like sycamore trees and flowers and vines and just like flowers that you've never even dreamed of in north uh, grow freely down there just these like they're these um like i don't know if they're called passion or uh, what are they i don't know what they're called in english but they just look like they're from another world and the the nature is so lush down there being you know very humid and um the food the produce that grows down there is just like buzzing with color and taste and it's so uh, it was it was a great place to heal my thyroid problem down there as a matter oh. of fact yeah did you feel like you were on vacation being down there like just chill surrender mode 
Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it was a great place to vacation and, um, and also kind of get back to work. And uh, as an artist, I feel like any chance I get to be on foot and look around and interact with new people is, is work for me. Cause I'm just mm -hmm. like of soaking it all in like a sponge and just, I'm like, like in art school, we learned about like, there's two ways that you can look at things. There's like a defensive way where you're on the subway and you're just kind of averting your eyes away from people. You're trying not to look at things. And then there's uh, offense where you're like hunting for colors and textures and things and people to talk to. And for me, it was, it was a great opportunity to be on the offense mm. with my observation and uh, get inspired for this new body of work. Yeah. Mm, with the burlap and the oil. Where are you getting sand from being in Colorado now? Oh, well, I mean, I, when I was in Santa Monica and Los mm -hmm. Angeles and stuff, I, that's where I'd collect a lot of that stuff. But it, it changes with wherever I go. Yeah, go get some red rock. There's a lot of mineral pigment out there for, for the taken for sure. I know. We just drove up uh, Frying Pan Road. It's just red. It's like Mars up there. Oh, man. I miss it out there. I'm about due for a vacation. I've been plotting where I want to go next. I think New Mexico. I hope. I hope. I'd be down to go to Colorado also, but like, I really want to go to this uh, hot spring spa resort called Ojo Caliente in New oh. Mexico. And I want to put you in touch with some of my friends in Taos too. Please do. I've never been and I want to really experience, I want to just go and chill and do nothing for a week, but I also need to drive around, maybe go to Arizona. I don't know, um, but really check out the area, maybe camp in the desert. Oh, you couldn't yeah. have a better place to do that than New Mexico. The mountains are so fat. They're just like triangles. In oh, the really? Sure, up there. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when. I haven't decided. Um, maybe my sister's getting married in September, early September. So it's like, do I go before or after? And that really, I guess the season, it might be nicer to go after because then it won't be super hot down there, but it'll still be warm. Nice. And, and where are you living now, Madeline? I'm in Michigan. I'm in my hometown. Okay. Feels so good. <laughs> like never in a million years thought I'd be living here. And now I'm like actually thinking like, oh, maybe I'll buy, you know, like my first home here. Ooh. There's not a lot of, not a lot of land. I mean, people like maybe a couple acres, like I want like a hundred acres. So hundreds of acres that's like up North, but I'm just getting really invested in the community. It's helping start uh, the Clarkston business network, which is this invite only industry referral network. And I'm really involved in just a lot of stuff in my community. Like my life, I feel like was so online. Even when I was a pro skier, it was still, I had contracts to post online and to uphold the social media presence for years and then started these businesses. And I did a lot of stuff in person, like with you and with other artists, but then 2020 happened and everything went online and I'm just in this detox mode of online. I mean, I'm obviously still doing this because I love catching up with people. Um, mm -hmm. But this is the direction the podcast's going. I'm going to stop editing my episodes at the end of this month. And I'm just going to be doing live conversations with people that I know or have met and want to get to know better like this. So it's still relational and we're getting to know newer parts of each other. Um, it's, it's not so like okay, you're going to say this at this point, and I'm going to do the intro here and then add a commercial. It's like, I'm just stepping away from that and into like relationships, well-being, all the things we started this episode talking about. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been such a great opportunity to share and learn things about myself that I didn't know and, and uh, share with you and talk to you again. Yeah. Thanks for updating me on everything. I'm so glad that your health is on the upswing and that you have this beautiful relationship with an Argentinian woman. It's so amazing. Oh, I I should, let Lucky. me grab little Eli. Eli, come. Come here. Eli, come. I'm going to go get him.
I was like, Mom, I was just sleeping. Why did you do that to me? Oh, hey, pal. He just got a haircut because there's a lot of ticks here. Look how uh, sweet he is. My little baby angel. Cut. What? He's looking super hip. Oh, I know. He looks like, like a Korean karate master or something with his mustache i'm in karate right now so it's like i got karate on the mind but look at his short little short little tiny body he has no uh, idea that he's getting a brother uh, i keep asking him like are you excited for your brother and he just starts wagging his tail but i guess he just does that anytime i talk to him so i don't really know if he's excited for his brother or not he'll still be uh, the alpha as a kid i always wanted a sister i'm the oldest of four boys and i I got to admit, I, I was always like, dang, I want a sister, you know? And when my last brother was born, I was in, inside a little bit. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you never got a sister? No, but it, I have like so many surrogate sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wanted to get him a sister actually, but they said he's un unneutered, so I could only get a male leader dog. So he'll oh, get okay. a brother. Oh, he's gonna uh, love. I think so. I think it'll keep him young. He just turned seven, so I mean, he's like half his about. He'll he'll live into his teens, right? He'll be sixteen at least. Oh yeah. He's healthy. He just eats raw beef and intestines, you know? What else wow. do you need as a dog? Yeah, he's small enough. I just do the raw beef diet for him. Okay. And, and intestines, and he'll do some, like, bone broth powder. Um, what else do I feed him? Rarely supplements, but we do um, animal essentials, like pet tinctures if he needs that. Um, and then he's got this uh, probiotic that I put on the food sometimes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Floppy ears. You want to keep all the probiotics. Yeah, I don't know. It's just what they said to do. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. It's on the protocol. Yeah. So this is my like spending more time with him and yeah, just enjoying life. Cool. I'm so glad to hear it. So happy to hear that. It's oh, so I, I, I think you're a thank you. And I think that your um, beautiful studio that you're in right now is not just dumb luck. You're a really good person. And I think it's a blessing from, from God. I think good things happen to you because you're a good person and you you deserve those things. So. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm just, you know, let's stay in touch. If 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 we don't, let's get back on here in a year. But um, update me, like send me some pics of your work and stuff. I'd love to, because I don't go on social media anymore. So, um, yeah, yeah, send me some pics. I want to stay up to date with your with your artwork. I'm not selling art anymore, but you know, if I meet someone that needs something, I mean, I want your work, so I will of oh. course promote you. <laughs> Thank you, really appreciate it. Yeah, and, and uh, lots of love and good health to you mm. and, and and um and i hope everything works out beautifully yeah it will it'll be all god's divine plan so yeah and uh i'll be waiting with anticipation for the next madeline show episode i'm so glad that you watch do you watch or listen do you do youtube or the like spotify i'm a listener because I, I like to just get stuff done as I listen. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I've been debating whether or not um, after this month is over to keep the listening platform rolling or if I should just pause that and um, just focus on YouTube. Someone had told me that YouTube, people who watch YouTube videos are different than people who listen to the episode and you need to curate the episodes different. And oh. so I was like, well, if I have to pick, I'm going to pick video. But I also don't know if that's true. 
And you're telling well, me right now you listen to all the episodes that are recorded with video. Right on the podcast app. Yeah. Podcast app. Yeah, and it's it's you think the format's good and stuff. It's not like weird that I'm talking about because I I mean I'm on video like recording these things, but it translates over fine listening. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really fun to listen to. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. Well, you can find out more about Patrick on social media at Patrick Simple. You can check out the description of this. I know we're streaming live, so I'll have that updated in a couple of hours. But links to go find Patrick's work and to get to know him. I mean, he really just wants to get to know you. So if you're interested in his work or if you're not and you're just a human, you're like, oh, I listened to that episode and you're cool, man. Or maybe... Maybe you're dealing with some health stuff and you want to just connect with someone else that has as well. Like Patrick is such a good friend, open heart. I think you guys can see that and he just wants to connect. So reach out. Don't be shy. Yeah. Thanks. Sounds good. Reach (laughs) out. Right on you guys. Well, we will see you next time on the Madeline show. That is now, I guess, a talk show. See ya. Bye. It's one year from today, and you're looking back on this moment right here thinking, wow, I cannot believe I did all of that. You spoke on 20 Align podcasts, and you have 10 more booked for next year already. There's five big-time magazines that featured you and your business sharing your message with the world. You put yourself out there and spoke in person to an audience so excited to support your brand. Your products are selling without having to post about them, and your email list, that thing triple. You had the time of your life doing what you do best, speaking from the soul with no pressure and a whole lot of fun. You even got your feet wet, pitching your first TED Talk, and you can't wait to hear back. This is just a taste of what's possible when you join Speak Up, a movement of entrepreneurs we meet every single month to master the art of public speaking and the strategy behind getting the gig so you can take your brand to that next level. Get visible, speak powerfully, and get that gig, my friend. Sign up at themadelineshow.com slash speakup to leverage new speaking opportunities today so you can get off the content creation hamster wheel and start showing up for your brand like the brilliant CEO I know you already are.